Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL starts Thursday. Did you hear what I said? I said the NFL starts on Thursday. The Kansas City Chiefs are at the New England Patriots on Thursday. I cannot wait. This is my favorite time of the year. If the NFL starts, fantasy football season also starts. It's time to get into the monkey cage. Thursday is the appetizer, but Sunday... Sunday is the billion-dollar main course. To celebrate week one, DraftKings is hosting a $100,000 contest, and it's totally free to enter. If you draft the perfect lineup, you can win $1 billion. One, ba-ba. Not million, billion dollars. When you sign up, use the promo code RAPAPORT, R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T. With DraftKings, there are many ways to play. Choose between public contests with big cash prizes or private contests where you can compete against a group of your friends. DraftKings also has beginner and casual contests where you'll play against people of similar skill level. If you really want to know how to win, listen to the Fantasy Football Follies podcast with Tommy G, where we help you win money, okay? The Fantasy Football podcast helps you win money. The best part is you get to draft a new team each week without any commitment. Go to DraftKings.com now. Use the promo code Rappaport to play in DraftKings free week one contest for $100,000 in total prizes. And if you draft the perfect lineup... 
you can win $1 billion. The promo code is Rappaport to play for your shot at $1 billion. The contest is totally free to enter. Why wouldn't you try it? DraftKings, the game inside the game. Eligibility and restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. All right, this is the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Coming live and direct from the gloom tomb, Gmo Netty is not with me on this particular podcast, but I have the young shooter, Dean Collins. He's going to be filling in. Hey, Michael. Not yet. I'm going to say action, and then you start talking. Action? What am I... Say action, and then you start talking. Um, I'm also going to have the unofficial, official political correspondent, Eli Lake. Bloomberg News' own Eli Lake. He's been with us from the beginning. Break down a few things. I want to know... What the hell's going on in North Korea? I can't do that, man. I don't know. What, yeah, I mean, not I know you, motherfucker. Things. Not you. Eli Lake is going to break down North Korea. Oh. He's going to break down Antifa, who they are, what they are, the good, the bad, and everything in between. And finally, this 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 thing that I try to get to the bottom of these things as objectively as I possibly can. President Trump. Ended the DACA program. He's going to break that down, too. This is the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Stay tuned. All right, we're back. It's the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. I love that about your show, by the Shut way. Shut the, the fuck up, The commercials are so quick. Shut the fuck up. I said I would say action, and then you chime in. You just said it. Okay, hold on. It's the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. I am the uh, Gringo Mandingo. Yes. Uh... G Monetti, always ready, uh, is not here with this on this podcast. He'll be back uh, for the podcast later in this week. I try not to give the dates on these because these these fuckers are timeless. <laughs> okay, um, what can I say, Dean? You're gonna you're gonna be with me on this podcast. You're gonna behave yourself. I always do. I feel like put the fucking mic close to your mouth. Sorry, I always do. I think I always behave myself when I'm here. You're starting off a little hot you, for me you, right you, now. You 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 you, pr- you provoke a certain thing from the audience. I, I don't know what. I think it's just for you. Like I, I'm just looking at you a certain way. I don't know what it is, but I think that you, I don't like the way you eyeball me. Why? Why can't you talk into the mic and and look at the wall? You would be like, why the fuck are you looking at the wall? I, look I'd into my it. eyes. I, I no, I'd prefer it. I don't nah, want you to look. That's into a my sign eyes. of weakness, I, I, brother. I tell my wife to look into my eyes. I don't tell you to look into my eyes. The only people I like looking into my eyes are my dog, Wheezy. Okay. And my wife. Not you with those beady... What color are your eyes? They're green. We have the same eye color. By the way, I saw your nephew. I know you did, Julian. Baby Julian. Yep. uh, Who looks like you. You think so? I think that baby looks like you. I do too. I said the same thing. I also think it looks like my brother when he was a kid, but anyway, it's... Yeah, I see it. And that didn't go over too well because I don't think anybody wants their baby to look like you. Because I the said fuck that, does to, that mean? I said to your sister in law and your brother, this baby looks like Dean. And they were like, I think that was the last thing they, they wanted didn't to say hear. That. I'm telling you. Well, I look like you. So maybe they're fucking freaked out that it's going to look like you. Okay. All right. Before we get into uh, stories of the young shooter, because uh, uh, apparently you, you had some uh, action with some ladies. Uh, I, I can't say I had some. Uh, yes, there was some. Okay, action. okay, but 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 before we get into that, right? We're gonna jump right into the sick fuck of the week. There's a bunch of sick fucks, okay. And we're gonna jump right into it. Miles, please cue the sick fuck of the week music. This award is earned, not given. It's called the sick fuck of the week. This guy's really sick. Lock him up. 
could you do it? Don't let him out. Damn. You fucked the dog? You what? You fucked the dog? Why would you fuck the dog? Why would you fuck your girlfriend's dog? What sick fuck? The sick fuck of the week. It's earned. Earned. Not given. You did what? No. 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 Yes, the sick fuck of the week, as you know, is an award that is earned, not given. Mm-hmm. Earned, not given. Um, this happened in the UK. I, you know, I, I'm starting to feel like the sick fucks of the week are a little bit redundant uh, in terms of there's a pattern going on. There's um, there's like a uh, uh, um, what is it called? A uh, a pattern, not a, just a pattern. A uh, like a just like the pattern. A pattern. I'll just right. use the word yeah, pattern. pattern. In uh, London, wife cut off a man's penis oh, God. and flushed it down the toilet. A 50-year-old woman with a kitchen knife cut this man's Johnson off. Oh, God. Kitchen knife? A fucking kitchen knife. Was it like a butter knife or like an actual kitchen knife? I'm sure a butter knife couldn't do it. God damn. That's torture. Because she said, this is, see, you, you, people will be like, why, why would you do this? This is too sick. Well, that's why you're the sick fuck of the week. Her reasoning was he spent too much time on the golf course. Now, I, here's the problem that I have. Leave the man's dick alone. Yeah, why the dick? Why, why the dick, number one. Number two, if you're going to cut the dick, why do you have to flush it? Why, 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 let's say... She let's, wanted to just, like, remove all evidence of that fucker. She didn't want that getting into anybody. She, she castrated Duke. Well, yeah, and flushed Duke, too. He's swimming with the fucking fishes now. That fucker, you're going to be on the beach, on your fucking boat, there's going to be fishes, and you're just going to see a dick fucking floating around with it. Join the school. She flushed, she flushed Money's loaf down the toilet... Obviously, she's going to jail. I, there's no, there's no way she should get out. Well, was he fucking on the golf course? This actually happened in China. It was reported in the UK. Mm. No, she, he wasn't freaking off on the golf course. He, he just was like, cut his arm off. Like, never play golf again. You know what I mean? But like, you're not stuffing anybody. Why no. you gotta chop this dude's dick off? Why do you have to chop money's loaf off? You never hear about guys like chopping vaginas off. You never. Know what I mean? Never. Never. It wouldn't even cross the sickest fuck's mind, I don't think. I don't know why you got to... And if you and if you cut that dick, again, I, I don't know what the flushing has to do with it. Mm-hmm. Like, why, why don't you give him a chance to, 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 to sew that what, dick so, back on? I think it's ruined after that. No, there's... The muscles been, are removed. Nah, they, all, they've, they've, they've done more. With, they've, they, they've been able to fix these kinds of things. That's the first sick fuck of the week. Um, a high school substitute teacher in California. A man. somebody, right? A man. Regular looking dude, but he looks like a sick fuck. Also looks like he needs astringent. Terrible person. Trevor Jack Trathan. Terrible name, too. Was arrested for having sex, allegedly, with his student. This is in San Bernardino County. God, of course. No offense, but fuck. He was working as a substitute teacher, and he had a... Um, you know, a relationship with a young girl. Nothing funny about this. I hope he's convicted. And when you're convicted, Trevor Jack Trathan. Huh. Trevor Jack Trathan. The Wonder Bread Bag 
and olive oil treatment is what you're going to be getting. You're, you're going to be getting that, that good loving. Yeah. Because what they do with people like you in prison, there ain't nothing nice. No. They break out that Wonder Bread bag, mm-hmm. give you a little olive oil, hopefully for your sake. Well, you what's get the his, olive oil for, Michael? Oh, the olive oil treatment, the olive oil is to make sure everything gets in there real smooth and real nice. Nice and proper, eh? Nice and proper. So, Jack Trathan, when you're locked down and you wake up with a Wonder Bread bag hanging out your ass, don't say that I didn't warn you. Third sick fuck of the week. This gentleman might be uh, actually sick fuck and a dumb fuck. (laughs) Happened in Florida. Speaking of of penises, uh, a Florida man shot himself in the loaf, sat on his gun, Shot himself in the dick. Um, in 2004, this guy, uh, he had pleaded guilty to cocaine possession, and he had already spent uh, uh, you know, time in jail. The reason why I point out the fact of his past record is that this guy shot himself in the dick, and he's going to go to jail for shooting himself in the dick no. because, <laughs> because he had possession of a weapon. He's a felon, which means... You're a two-time fuck-up. That's funny. You got out of jail. You shouldn't have any guns. You should have learned your lesson the first time. And then, while handling an illegal firearm, you were sitting on it, and you shot yourself in the dick. You, you dumb, dumb fuck. fuck you. Fucking you dumb, goofy fuck. You, you dumb fuck you. Cedric Jelks, his girlfriend found him outside in his Nissan Altima before hustling him to the hospital. Cedric Geltz? Cedric Jelks. Yeah, Cedric, we got we only got one entertainer out here, all right? Right. We don't have room for another one, my man. Yo, when you shoot yourself, yeah. you're an asshole. You're but when you shoot idiot. yourself in the dick, <laughs> and now you're going to go to jail you for shooting it. Yo, you got to just be like shaking your head like, what did I do wrong? You see, shoot yourself in the dick, then cut that dick off and throw it in the toilet. I get that. Right. Get rid of that fucking evidence. Other guy... No, nah, that's fucked up. This guy deserves it. Yeah, you're, so so that is the third sick fuck of the week. Uh, uh, the sick fuck of the week. We need to get a sponsorship for the sick fuck of the week. What would the sponsorship look like? I don't know. Miles Jordan, there's got to be somebody out there that wants to, to, to sponsor the sick fuck of the week segment. It's a worldwide popular segment. But don't you think they would have to be a straight sick fuck? I, I don't think so. This is podcasting. I know, but you're dealing with like... Nah, I, I don't think so. Oh, excuse me. Okay. This is podcasting, and I want to get on that. Okay. All right. So that was the award-winning Sick Fuck of the Week segment. Uh, I, I do think we should get a sponsorship. Dean, you, you're a young, a young man. How old are you now? 27. 27. 27. Yep. You're out there, always looking to skeet. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is very foreign to me. Uh, but the pull-out method. Okay. The pull-out method is used nearly double since 2002. This is, this is, a, I'm, I'm, this is a story that I, I want to bring up and then I want to ask you about. Okay. 10% of unmarried men, these are all people that do polls. Have you ever done a poll? Yeah, I mean, I have like, like regular, just fun kind of BuzzFeed polls, not like... But you've never done like a poll like this? Like, I don't know where they get these people. No. But based on this poll, the Center for Disease Control did... 10% of unmarried men between the ages of 15 and 44 have been using this form of birth control. Mm-hmm. The number has dropped to 
the number has jumped, excuse me, to 19% since 2015, despite warnings that this method is not effective or a recommended form of contraception. Mm-hmm. About 60% of unmarried men in that age range said they recently used that as a form of birth control. I mean, now you're out there, you're a young man, okay? You, 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 you just graduated college not too long ago. Young people, mm-hmm. are they bagging it up or are they going raw dog without a bag? I mean, the generation under me, these, these kids under me, like they're on some other shit. Like I what think. does it mean? I, I don't know. I don't know. I just know that they're on some other shit. And I, I think that the dating apps these days, like Tinder, Bumble, Raya, whatever the fuck you're on, it's so easy to just meet up with them, you know, snap of your fingers, you're meeting up. You're get you know you're drinking you're doing whatever you're doing and people just are like fuck it they just want to fuck I don't know people are not thinking uh, they're going raw dog they're without thinking a bag. with their dicks man wow. it's not good it's not I'm not saying I'm I'm no I'm we're not making of it fun too. of it we're not making fun of it I'm, I'm not, not making, making fun light of it. of it because let me tell you something I I, I told this story once I, mm-hmm. fortunately and I knock on wood I am knocking on I am knocking on that good oak um. I've only been exposed to one sexual disease oh. in my life, and it was when I was a teenager. But sometimes that's for life, right? Nope. So. Nope. I caught gonorrhea. Uh, this is in 86. I was at basketball practice. I felt like I pissed my pants. Uh, I was practicing in shorts and tidy whities because at the time they didn't have compression shorts. You know, they have all these fancy yeah, yeah. underwear. These were basic tidy whities at the time. He's- 86, they didn't have all that fly under armor and Nike compression shorts, and like, okay. you know, you see people practice playing sports and yoga pants, and you know, like the long sort of things that like LeBron James No, I, I, I get you, compression okay. shorts, I got it. Right. I went to the bathroom, I thought I had pissed myself, and I had that, 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 that green gauze, that green goo, Ew. in my underwear, went right to the, uh, what do you go with? The, the, the STD, free checks? No, the, in the, in your, the, 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 um, who's the person that checks you out in high school? They're called a... Oh, the, um, oh, fuck, the, uh, oh, the uh, guy, uh... Not the health, the health... The guy, guidance counselor. Guidance the, counselor. Gui- right? Something like that? Woman said, let me see. She looked, boom. Your yeah. loaf is fucked up. You got, you got, you got gonorrhea, Duke. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm you think you're gonna die. She, she took the swab. She put the swab in, in the head of my loaf. And I'm not trying to be disgusting. I'm trying to share with you the facts that shit is real. Yeah. You didn't think it was going to happen to you. No, I was young. I didn't know what the fuck I was okay, doing. Okay, but how did you get it? Do you remember exactly who from, gave it to from, you? It was one of two girls. I've never figured it out. Where do you think they are now? Given to the They're around. I know one of them is around. I'm not going to say her name. Ugh. Are you sure it's not contagious these days, right? That's all I have. Because I have like skin. I'm just like getting similar skin stuff as you these That's days. That's from the like, sun, my man. Stay focused. I know you said that, but all right. Um, the point is, is that the pullout method sometimes works and sometimes doesn't. Be careful. Be careful because not only can you catch something, you can get a girl pregnant with a little backwash. You can get a girl pregnant with a little backwash. Okay? Be careful. I know it's fun to be up in there, raw dog. I get it. I get it. I get it. But you could have twins with a little bit of that backwash. Nobody having twins. No one wants fucking twins right now. Yo, I'm just letting you know, you can have twins with a little bit of backwash. Hey, Dean, you want to make some money on the side? Yeah. You, You have a hunch 
that you got all winners for week one of the NFL season? I always do. Okay, put your money where your mouth is at mybookie.ag, the number one rated online sports action site for three straight years. I've been cashing out on preseason NFL action, and I cannot wait for the season to start. Michael, I'm, I'm a gambler, by the way. I only use my bookie. It's, li- it's literally the best thing out there. Lay down some cash and win big today. Join thousands of online players just like me. And me, Dean. And start betting at my bookie. Sign up, collect up to 100% bonus, and double your bankroll on the house. Damn. Use the promo code Rappaport to get started today. It's a great, that's a great promo code, by the way. They have in-game live betting and the most rewarding player perks in the business and an all-new best-in-class mobile website that makes wagering on the go a breeze. User-friendly, MyBookie. Uh, what more do you want to say? And unlike some other websites you might find, MyBookie offers fast, no-hassle payouts when you win. Join now, and MyBookie will match your deposit with up to 100% bonus Use the promo code Rappaport, R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T. Visit mybookie.ag now or call 844-900-BETS. 844-900-BETS. You play, you win, you get paid. Expert or rookie, you got to check out MyBookie. Sign up today. All right, Shooter. What's up, dude? Uh, You went away this past weekend? I did. I did. Um, (laughs) Fuck. I guess I'll just take it away really quick. So... My one of my really good friends from college got married. And you starting is, to feel old? Fuck, man! I have to tell you, it was I was a groomsman yeah. with like it was straight up like old school. You know, all of us are there. It's like the Vince Vaughn character. We're all there. I Which seen character were you? Who, who you said? I don't like know. Groomsman, the- I don't know. I, I I don't know. We all have our own things going on, you know. But it was well, who, great. Why did you bring up Vince Vaughn? Into I'm this? just saying. I'm giving context. Like it was old school, you know. And he's like, don't get you know, don't get married. But this thing is like my my friend hit the jackpot. All right, we never thought he was going to get married. The girl is awesome. She's beautiful. Anyway, we drove up. Twenty seven. He's twenty seven. No, no, no. He's twenty eight. Wow, fucking guy's nuts. Okay, go I ahead. Know. Um. Anyway, so I drove up. You know, this was the big weekend. Uh, drove up where? From L.A., we went all the way up to Santa Cruz uh-huh. um, for the big wedding. I'm telling you right now, Dean. Keep it short, I'm gonna, Dean. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to fucking jump down your ass. Ew. Why the f- you're not fucking getting anywhere near I'm gonna my I'm going to jump ass, down your ass. No, you're not. No, you're not, because then you'll be the sick fuck of the week on your own show, my Woo-hoo! man. Okay? Yes. So, anyway... You know, I have I have a, a bunch of my goons from Chapman University. Um, you know, these are my guys. When yes. I see them, we get right back into it. Yes. Um, I drove up with my buddy. My friend is getting married. It's my first friend, by the way, who's getting married. So this is a trip for me. Okay. The only other wedding I've been in is is my brother's, and I was a you know a best man. This one, I'm a groomsman. And you, you, you he. He did that reluctantly. Right? Yeah, it was like I had. Yeah, I mean, he, he felt didn't really want you to as be... the best, right? But you know, but it was he did like, it. He's fine. Exactly. So gotcha. no, it was good. And but yeah, anyway, so this one, um, I wasn't asked to be the best man, but I was a groomsman. That sucks. How long have you known this guy? Seven years. Seven years, and you weren't best man. No, well, there's like five other guys. You know, he has his friend who's anyway. That's kind so, of fucked up. It's though. really not because I mean, his best it's friend. Kind of like that's like a pecking order. Like everybody, and then Dean. No, because his best. Look, can you not stir the right, fucking... Yeah, sorry, sorry, okay, sorry. This is a friend of mine. Sorry. Anyway, we road trip up to Santa Cruz, right? Me and my 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 friend Bobo. Um, his name is Bobo. He's a great he's a great guy. Um, and uh, we drive up there. We miss the rehearsal dinner. All this shit, right? So the wedding. It's a hundred and fucking fifteen degrees outside. It was the 
fucking hottest day in Santa Cruz. I'm a groomsman, and there's all and these. And what br- is it like in Santa Cruz? I never it was, been there. It's just fucking stonery. Every, I mean, like I went to the bar after, and I was like, "Yo, there's a homeless dude in this bar," and everyone's like. Oh no, that's just Jack, you know. And well, I'm like, well, well, why did he get married in Santa Cruz? Is it beautiful up there? Well, he's from San Jose. It's Santa Cruz is beautiful. Big Sur, Santa Cruz. If you're not familiar, is with it dope it, up there? It's, it's super dope. It's a really is it like town? Beachy? Okay, yeah, it's like a beachy but like stoner vibe of Santa Cruz. Right, you know? I, get, I know that, but there's got to be more than just stoner. It, thing. Yeah, of course. But anyway, so I'm up here for this wedding now. I'm told by my friend that I'm going to be paired up with this girl uh, that I'm going to be walking with, right? Because uh-huh. have you met this? One I before? haven't met her, but she went to Chapman, and I was told that she was the cute one, okay, yeah, of the of the bridesmaid. So I'm I'm excited about this, okay? And um, I meet her, okay. Let's call her. Um, What's her real name? I'm not going to say. Well, her. let's call her something, but say her real name first. Why? I'm not going to say her say, real name. Say her real name. No, I'm not going to fucking say her real name okay. because last time I said the real name, I got myself into some fucking. <laughs> You know, because there's people out there when they shit. listen, they want to follow up and then like go on Instagram and 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 and, 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 and cock block. They want to fuck me on this shit. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I'm like telling the truth right now. It, it, I agree. Look, I'm not going down that road. But. No, I, I think there should be like because you know the listeners of the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast are different than like my Twitter people right. and the Instagram people. Like, I feel like there's an intimacy and there's a trust thing. There should be. This is an intimate, like, If you're listening to the podcast, I feel like I should be able to have guests on, like the shooter, young shooter, Dean Collins, and he can mention, like, you know, a name, and then you're not going to go on there and stalk the girl, because that's basically what happened. Yeah, because you know what? Next time that happens, we're going to really take you, and we're going to get your name out there, and we're going to make sure everyone fucking knows your name. Right. And then I'm going to get my goons on you. And and well, you say goons like you're gonna do something. No, we're gonna get the Twitter world on you. So the next time Instagram, yeah. you you want to stalk one of the shooters, yeah, uh, chicks, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna double back on you and we're gonna stalk you. Yeah, because I'm okay. gonna stalk your whole family. Okay, at that point. now tell the story. All right, get to the fucking story. Okay, so I'm get to the up- motherfucking story. I'll fucking I'll cut you right off. Okay, so I'm, I'm I'm matched up with this girl right now. Snap your fingers, it's wedding day. Okay, yes. I'm in my tux. It's fucking boiling. We're all dabbing our faces off, wiping our sweat. It's terrible. That's pathetic. It, it really, really was one 115 of the tux, 115 degree. tuxedo. That's fucked up. So I'm like this, like fucking wiping my shit. Anyway, I walk, I, I lock arms with this girl. I'm like, oh shit, okay, this is you know we look good together. This is when I started to What'd first she get like? a. She's cute, like a little brunette. Pretty eyes, short, you know, I like that. I don't like any girls taller than me. I don't want to be like wrapping my arm around their ass while we're walking, you know, feel like a little shit. Anyway, we we lock arms. I'm trying not to fuck this up. Show me how to do it. You know, okay, great. We're looking good together. We nail the walk. I'm saying, yeah, we killed it. Anyway, fast forward. Party's going on a little bit. Uh, Yes, sir. I'm starting to like feel, I don't know. I'm like kind of like crushing on this girl a little bit. She doesn't have the best personalities. Her name is... Um, what's her name? Let's call her Megan. Okay. So, Megan... You, let's call her Megan, but what's her real name? I'm not fucking saying okay, her real right, name. All right, I wasn't okay. trying to trick you. So, we'll call her Megan. Um, so, later in the night, you know, we're a couple drinks in. I, I, I go over to the bride, and I said, hey... How excruciating was the actual service in the 115 degree the, the, the weather was horrible, but when I was standing up there, it was really surreal seeing my, my buddy get married, and all of us were like, God damn, like, who's next, you know? And um, no, that was crazy. So anyway, the 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 sun starts setting, uh-huh. starting to get my you know confidence up a little bit. The sweats off, and um, you know I go over to the bride and I said, "Hey, you know what's up with that girl Megan of the bridesmaids? She's really cute." And I'm I'm kind of feeling a little something. And then the bride said, "Don't even fucking bother. 
Everyone likes her. She's picky as fuck. Don't even waste your time. Okay, that's a fucking challenge. In my yeah, book, yeah, right? yeah. That's a challenge. I'm gonna waste that. Yeah, 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 I'll waste be that a waste time. of time. Right. So trust me, this is going somewhere. So snap your fingers. It better fast be going forward. somewhere. I, I'm fast forwarding. Fast forward. The girl goes, "Oh, let's go in the photo booth and take some photos." Yes. You know? Oh, well, hell yeah. We'll get yes. a couple of my buddies in there too. You know. And then we get on this party bus. Right. It's a big, big party bus taking us to the Santa. Cruz Wait, hold bar. on a second. What? Okay, go. Cool, man. So anyway, um, now it's nighttime. The party's winding down. We're, we're fucking, we're, we're dancing. You know, you make me want to shout. It's like wedding crashes. We're fucking all in our tuxes. It's great. Then the girl, we get on this party bus. And then she kind of positions herself next to me. And I'm like, oh, Wait, fuck. you said you were getting in the photo booth. Yeah, we did all that. And then we're, you know, we're dancing. What kind of fast photos forwarding. did you do in the photo booth? Just fun little photos. What's it smell ma- like? Smell great. But- we're getting somewhere with this. Uh-oh. So. Uh-oh. Let me just tell you, we're getting somewhere with this. I'm not just giving you guys Uh-oh. a bullshit story. I'm telling you, we're getting somewhere. Uh-oh. So, fast forward, we're on the party bus. She goes, oh, you need some champagne. Oh, fuck yeah, I do. All right, great. We're, we're vibing now, okay? Oh, things are good. Now the bus, everyone's getting up. We're going to the bars. I bring my ID. We walk right in. All of a sudden, she's kind of like with me. I'm like walking into the bar with her. I'm thinking, oh, fuck, like... This is sort of working. I'm thinking about the girl who said, don't waste your time. She's picky. All right, well, that's a fucking challenge. I'm willing to accept that challenge. We walk in. I said, hey, none of our friends are there. I said, hey, why don't we go grab a drink at the bar? She goes, all right, well, why don't we wait and just see if everyone's in here just in case we don't all have to leave? And she goes, all right, everyone's in here. She goes, what do you want to drink? And I said, I said, let's get a tequila shot. And I wasn't drinking shit, but you know I love my Milagro. You know I love my fucking Milagro. I haven't seen, I mean, yeah, I, I, I asked the bar, do you have the Milagro? They said, yes. No, they said, no, we do not. So I'm like, ooh, a little nervous about that. But I go, it's all good, right? So we're at this bar. Now we're at the bar. I said, what do you want to chase with? She goes, oh, I don't know. I, I go, orange juice? She goes, ew. I'm like, well, what about tequila sunrise? I said, let me get the shots. Let me get two shots and a little chaser. Great. Puts them down. The bartender puts them down. She's next to me. She's going, okay, you ready? I don't think I could take this whole thing. I'll go, I'll, I'll take the whole thing. She goes, I'll take it in a sip. I don't think I could do it. So this is gross. I said, all right, no worries. I said, cheers. I take the whole fucking thing. I immediately turn my head to the left, like, oh, fuck. I'm trying to hide myself from her. I'm like, oh, that was a horrible shot, right? This, I'm, this ain't my usual Milagro. I'm not used to this, like, real shit tequila. Okay. Okay? She takes a sip. She's all, oh, she pours the rest of it into her chaser, right? I go, oh my God, we look at each other. Oh, how gross was that? That was terrible, right? She goes, it was horrible. I said, I know, I know. I start talking and she goes, throws up in her hand and it shoots on to the side of my arm at the bar. And what do you say? What do I say? That's fucking nasty. Okay. She should be ashamed of herself. Okay, so let me tell you. She needs to be able to hold her fucking head. Let me tell you. This is a grown up? Let me tell you. 25 years old. No. Let me tell you. So she goes, oh my God, oh my God. And she goes, hide me, hide me. I'm going, oh shit. I start running. Now I'm a fucking, listen, okay? If you were going to throw up on anybody. Yeah, you're a gentleman. Okay, if you were going to throw up on anybody, it's fucking me. The shooter is a gentleman. If it was anyone else, they would have been like, ew, yeah, get you the blown fuck him away up. from me. Right, you would have okay? blown. So most I, people would have blown him up. For sure. So I'm running with her. I'm going, where's the women's bathroom? Where's the women's bathroom? I take her. She runs into the women's bathroom. I'm waiting like a gentleman outside. You know, I'm not thinking about myself, right? She comes out and she goes, oh my God, I'm so fucking embarrassed. You should I, be. She goes, she goes, 
what am I, 20 years old? I can't believe this. Like, I'm 25. This isn't freshman year. She goes, I'm so, so sorry. She didn't know that she threw up on the set of my arm. She just did it in her hand. She goes, let me buy you a drink. I said, no, 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 it's no, okay. No, sweetheart, we want to put you to bed. Yeah, we want to put you to bed, sweetheart. You were done so, with you. Yeah, yeah, So, So she, so she, goes, she goes, let me buy you a drink. Let's find something neutral. I said, let's just get water. She goes, no, 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 we'll get something else. We can get a beer. It's all good. It's all good. All right. I start walking away. We kind of go our separate ways. I go to the restroom. Next thing I know, I'm standing outside, you know, and she's talking to some other fucking dude. She's sitting down talking to some fucking dude who is the cousin of my, you know, my my friend who's getting married. He's his little cousin, 22. I'm 27, right? I I shouldn't be fucking having competition with this little 22-year-old fuck who's taller than me, sure, and looks like he's 45, but it doesn't matter. (laughs) So I see them talking. I'm like on the side of my eye. Now, everybody would be like, why the fuck do you want to, to deal with this chick at all? This chick threw up on you. This is nasty. But I was vibing with her the weekend, and I thought she was cute. And like a little bit of throw, it didn't. It didn't scare me. It right. didn't send me running from the hills. Right, running for the hills. So I see she I'm, should be kissing your ass. Well, I'm putting myself in her position, right? So if that was me throwing up on her, I would have been like, if it was me, I would. I want to go to my friend. I said. Get me the fuck out of this bar. I'm, I'm taking an Uber. I'm getting the fuck out of here. I'm ashamed of myself. I will not be joining you at brunch in right, the morning right. to see her or anyone. Right. I'm going home. Right. Right? She's with your sticking fucking around. head down. With no my fucking contact. head down. She's sticking around. Okay, go ahead. So I see them, and then all of a sudden he gets up, and he takes her to the bar. I'm looking around, this and that. And he's trying to go get her a drink. I see them dancing. I'm thinking, yeah, you get those fucking sloppy seconds. Her mouth is fucking... Is smelling nasty right yeah, now. Talk yeah. about smells, right? It yeah. smelled great before. Yeah. It smelled great before. You had her when she didn't have- I had him with, yeah, exactly. You had her before she threw up. Yeah, exactly. So I see that and then I'm like, fuck this shit. I want to go. I'm not, you know, my friend's like, why don't you fucking step in, man? I'm, I'm not trying to step in or right? nah. be like a fucking asshole. No. So anyway, she sees me and she goes, look, I just want to say I'm sorry again. Just know you'll have an, <laughs> you have an unconditional place in my heart. We'll always, I'll always remember this is a fucking- Place in my horrible. heart? I'm trying to skate. I know. So anyway, did you say that to her? No, I didn't. You, so I just, when she said "place in my heart," said, you didn't say "place in my heart." I'm trying to skeet. Fuck no, man. I'm not trying to skeet after that either. I was a little grossed out too. But anyway, she showed up for brunch the next morning. I saw. Her. I guess she ended up making out with that dude that night at back at the place. Wait. So you mean to tell me you're telling me a story about a non-incident incident that you didn't get in the ass? Yeah. I, I mean, dude, it doesn't always fucking end in your favor. Sorry, Things okay, happen. So, okay. So so we call you the shooter. Yeah. The month of August is over. The month of August is shooter time. Yeah, but September, so I... Okay, but Ned, September now. Right. Do you got anything to share with me about August? Did you shoot in August? You got any fucking escapades you want to share with me in in August about shooting, skeeting? Well, actually skeeting off. Oh, my God. Brother, I mean, you can't win them all every fucking week. You're 27. I told you... Many years ago, when well, I you told were 15, you about daddy issues last time, right? That's no, but still I'm going on. I'm not talking about daddy issues. I'm talking about straight skeeting in the summertime. Oh no, I don't. I don't have. A, I didn't get to skeet off that night. No, all right. it was fucking hot. Man. That's the story you insisted on being on the I Am Rapport. I really podcast. thought that was a good one, and I and I have to tell you, I requested her on Instagram, and we're gonna go get brunch. Are you? Yeah. All right. Fair enough. We're gonna get brunch. Fair enough. I I feel like she had her opportunity to make it up to you. You think so? You don't think I should be like... And, and for those of you who have never heard any of Dean's escapades, this is a true gentleman here. We're, we're, we're making light of it, but this is a gentleman here. Thank you, man. All right, coming right up, we're going to have Eli Lake on the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Eli Lake is a journalist for Bloomberg News. He is the official, unofficial I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast political correspondent. 
Vincero Collective Watches. Oh, I just got one that's fucking dope. A luxury watch doesn't have to cost a fortune. Vincero's years of manufacturing experience allows them to create innovative and luxury timepieces and deliver them to you for a ridiculously fair price. Not only a fair price, they're quality. Like, they're better than any other watches out there. I've been wearing the new Bellwether Chrono. I have the Bellwether Chrono, too. It's fucking great. It It looks better on me than it does on you, I think. It looks fantastic on both of us. All right, true. The Bellwether Chrono watch that's on the main page of their website. Check it out. I'm rocking mine right now. It looks good and has a leather band that I love. I get compliments on this watch all day. More than your acting roles. No need to slight people. A watch like this can easily retail for at least 500 bucks. At Vincero, you can score one for a little bit more than $100. Vincero has more than 3,000 five-star reviews, free shipping, and a 24-month warranty. It's full. Holiday time is coming up. Give it as a gift. So whether you're heading to an appointment or an important meeting... Or getting ready for a hot date, Vincero has the versatility you need. Impress at a glance with bold and uncompromising timepieces from Vincero. To receive 15% off your very own Vincero watch, go to VinceroCollective.com slash Rappaport. That's VinceroCollective.com slash Rappaport. The promo code is BUTTER. Build your legacy today at VinceroCollective.com. You want to have a good time? You got to have a good watch. Yo, Eli. Yeah. As I told the people earlier, we're going to get the uh, unbiased news from the unofficial official news reporter of the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, Mr. Eli Lake. Eli, you're in Washington, my friend? That's correct. All right. I got a, f- I got a few questions, and then you, 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 could, you could give me any... Uh, other added information, but the, but the, the, the three topics that I, I need you to explain to me are, number one, this lunatic in North Korea. Are we going to be going to war? Is this guy trying to start a war? Number one. Number two, uh, Antifa. Is, that, is this how you pronounce it? Yeah, Antifa. Uh, these lunatics, what they're about, are they good? Are they bad? Are they, are they troublemakers? And DACA. Because I don't understand uh, exactly what happened with that. And th- these are the three topics I would love for you to uh, break down in basic layman I am Rappaport stereo podcast news terms. Because I said it once, I said it a billion times. I feel like the news can be speaking over our heads. And, and the minute you fall behind, uh, y- you could just feel like you're, you, you know, you're just totally out of it. So, so North Korea, where are we at? What's this guy's problem? What's, how's this going to end? Well, the problem with North Korea, and I don't think that we're on the brink of war, is that if you were to do a preemptive strike against the North Korean nuclear facilities, they have enough conventional weapons, namely artillery, that can hit Seoul, South Korea, one of the great metropolises of uh, the, the world, um, and it would cause so much damage that every president since Bill Clinton has said it's not worth doing this kind of preemptive strike, even though the North Koreans are 
you know, in violation of many aspects of international law, including the Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty, which uh, they briefly got out of. So this has led presidents since Clinton to try to negotiate with North Korea, along with China and its other neighbors like Japan, well, Japan's not a neighbor, but in the region and South Korea, um, a deal to try to curb the program. But the problem is, is that North Korea has violated all of its prior agreements. And it's also, we should say, independent of its nuclear program, really one of the most awful prison states on the planet. Meaning what? It's a throwback. Meaning it's like a throwback to Stalin's Soviet Union. There are prison camps visible from space. The United Nations uh, issued a report about two years ago which went through a litany of horrors that average North Koreans will face. Whole families will disappear uh, because of the suspicion of a crime of one of the members. Um, you know, we, we've seen some of the defectors talking about what life is like, basically, in modern concentration camps. It's truly one of the human rights catastrophes today. Um, but because they have effectively can blackmail the world because they can destroy uh, the capital of South Korea, you know, they're, they're, there's very limited things you can do militarily. And, you know, I would point the Rappaport listeners to an interesting comment that was made by Steve Bannon before he left uh, the administration. Uh, he gave an interview to uh, a, a liberal publication called The American Prospect. And he was asked about North Korea, and he said, you know, as long as they can destroy Seoul, there are no military options. And that was one of those moments where he kind of accidentally told the truth, mm. because that's, that is, that's, the, that's the reality. So what do you do? I think that, you know, there are things that you can do in terms of bolstering your missile defense. We have pretty good technology on this, so you can try to shoot the next test of a ballistic missile out of the air. You can do things that are on the intelligence side, on the covert side, which is sabotage. Mm. So try to sabotage their program as they perfect um, their their nuclear tests as well as their ballistic missiles. Um, there's great capabilities that the CIA and the National Security Agency has in that regard, and that's one of the things we'd like them to do. And we know that the new CIA director has sort of hinted that this is something that they have ramped up. And then finally... Now, and this is not really, I mean, I would say that this is not something that would be a, a kind of um, immediate result. But one of the things we've seen recently is that there are North Korean defectors who live in South Korea who use small, like, kind of model airplane-style helicopter drones to drop portable DVD players right. that have South Korean soap operas and things like that so that North Koreans can get a glimpse of the outside world. And, that, you know, this does not automatically lead to a revolution, but that can set the foundations and the conditions for that, because we have to believe that most North Koreans don't want to live in this horrible country where, you know, there's, it's, it's, I was there, I should say, in 2000 with Madeleine Albright, the former Secretary of State, uh, as a journalist, and it is, the country is depraved, it's completely backwards, um, it's almost like going to a museum. Uh, you know, there are, there are huge department stores in Pyongyang, the capital, with nothing on the shelf. There um, 
are people who are just doing make work projects in the middle of the city. And then there's somebody who drives a VW bus from the 1970s sort of shouting slogans at them. Um, it is a completely dysfunctional place. Uh. And I've always thought that sooner or later it's going to break down, but it, it survives because of uh, the power of fear. And that is, that's how it works. So if there's anything we can do to break the seal of information, then I think that down the road that could lay the foundation for something much better. I and mean, we'd love to see a sort of velvet revolution there. Um, although it's not something that I believe the U.S. can sort of do itself by a coup or, you know, invading or anything like that. It's something that the North Korean people have to do. Mm. But that's the way that you have to sort of think down the line. But for now, the notion that you would attack them would lead to, you know, the deaths of hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people. And I don't think even Trump would want to do that. Um, and I get the sense that he's not going to because, he, remember, he threatened about three weeks ago fire and fury. And he didn't deliver on that. And then a lot of people walked it back, including the Secretary of Defense, James Madison. So my sense of it from talking to people is that there isn't going to, we're not on the brink of war, but it's pretty bad. Man, that's, that's, uh, that's uh, upsetting to, 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 to really think about uh, that people are living like that. And it's like, it's in secrecy. And, and, and you know, as, a, as an American and as, you know, a, a fortunately, you know, prosperous, American, you know, it, it, it seems like it's this, you know, people are, you know, it's it's so hard to really sort of wrap your head around it. But, you know, the fact that, you know, they could be just doing anything to anybody and families and who knows what what's going on over there. I mean, is is it like a, a Holocaust type of situation? Do you think it's that extreme? Well, it's there isn't it's not like the Holocaust in that there isn't a campaign to wipe out an ethnic minority. No, but, but I'm saying in terms of like, you know, like, you know, people are disappearing, you know, you know, they're just, they could just kill, you know, they're killing people. And, you know, it, 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 you know, when you said, you know, like there's these camps, like if, you know, I mean, look what they do to people in prisons here and it's sanctioned, you know, and it's under sort of quote right. unquote government rules. If it's over there, who, who knows what is happening to people, right? It's much worse. I mean, it, it's the, the best parallel would be Joseph Stalin's Soviet Union. You know, there were millions of people who were sent to what's called gulags, and they were forced to basically become slave labor. Um, I mean, there are horrific stories in the Soviet Union. We now know because the Soviet Union fell and there was a period where those archives were opened up where, you know, people were basically, you know, they were told that they had to, 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 to create a canal and they were given, you know, primitive tools. It was, you know, death-like kind of conditions. And that's what these work camps are like in North Korea. Um, and, you know, we've known about it for a very long time, but as again, they, they have, uh, they're, they're, they're blackmailing us. They right. have held, um, you know, because they have the capability to destroy their neighbor to the South, there's very little that we can do militarily to try to end it. Um, and also, I mean, I don't think that Americans would want to occupy Korea I mean, we had our experience in Iraq, and, and that's an unpopular war, but it limits our, our options in that regard. And, you know, the other thing, of course, is that the Chinese have been very cynical. They support uh, the, the North Korean regime in many ways, but they provided all the electricity. They, they're the main trading partner. They could put more pressure on them, but they choose not to. 
uh, because they kind of feel that it's um, an important buffer for them from, uh, you know, American allied countries like South Korea. Um, and I think, you know, at some point, and it's less for us as Americans, because, you know, it's, we could argue that it's really for the Korean people, South Koreans, you know, I think that, you know, in future generations, they're going to ask, well, why, what did my grandparents do about this terrible human mm. rights situation? Why was there not more that was done? And I think, you know, the other thing is, is that, you know, from that perspective, they're already very isolated, but, you know, it, it is this kind of, I think it's the biggest human rights kind of catastrophe right now, besides maybe Syria or the Congo on the planet at this point. So it is something that's just terrible. And, and like I said, we should always keep that in mind. Um. All right, that's good stuff, Eli. All right, Antifa. Who is Antifa? What's their deal? What's their situation? What's good about them? What's bad about them? And what's in between with them? All right. So let's start off. Antifa is short for anti-fascist. And let's start by saying that everybody in the I Am Rappaport family, we're all anti-Nazi. We're all anti-fascist. That is something that unless you are a true, a real kook, nobody's out there saying we should have a fascist-style government, except for these idiots in Charlottesville. And they're awful. Um, but that and that is little fuck, the, the, the leader of that one thing that got all the press and all that stuff, he, once he got a... Once shit became real for him, I can't remember his name, that, that yeah, little... Yeah, Richard Spencer. Yeah. He, 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 those is guys... That, he's, he, that guy's an, he's an asshole. He's an idiot... And I would just point out that when Trump won, he had, uh, you know, he gave a talk in Washington at the, at the Reagan Convention Center, and like 200 people showed up. This is not a, a mass movement by any stretch. Right. Um, he gets a lot of attention because he's terrible, and he says outrageous things. But we should, we should be careful about thinking that this is like the tide of a new movement. I agree. Now, what, and, and now, the people who went to Charlottesville who did not have masks on and were protesting the neo-Nazis and the Klansmen and these racist fucks, they are model citizens. That's what America is all about. Stand up and say, we don't want to have anything to do with it. And it was a counter protest. What Antifa represents is they put on masks and then they say that they're there to protect the counter protesters. So far, it sounds good. And when you have an easy case like Charlottesville, it's easy to sort of justify that because there were people on the right-wing side of that, the, the, the Nazi side of that, that were coming to this event with guns. I mean, it was pretty awful. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, watch that Vice video. It was really, really good. Um, the problem is, is that Antifa also considers lots of people who are not Nazis to be Nazis. So... Part of what they do at Berkeley, for example, is they counter, they, they basically riot in the streets to stop, uh, people like Ann Coulter or Milo Yiannopoulos. And you can disagree with those people. I'm, that's not my politics, but they, if, if someone invited them to speak, they have a right to give their talk and, mm -hmm. you know, you can ask questions. That's how we do it in a free society. But they have effectively had a kind of heckler's veto. And what ended up happening the weekend before this one, was in Berkeley, a group that is not, I want to repeat, this is like a group that is called like the Patriots in Prayer. They're not Nazis. They're kind of on the right. But the, the, the guy who's heading it is a Japanese-American. His like best friend is a Samoan. 
They constantly say we're not racist. We don't like racism. Some, a lot of them voted for Trump, and you can disagree with that. But they didn't come to Berkeley to do a, a you know, a thing about, you know, the Third Reich or bringing back the Klan. They came there to talk about their free speech issues, similar to what we saw in Boston. The people who put that on were not Nazis. They were arguing that you know we should have the free speech in America, and they invited people on the left and people on the right. And if you look at the people who were speaking that day, there were a lot of them were not white men. They were, you know, Indian Americans and all kinds of things like that. But they were labeled as fascists. And mm. therefore, it brought out the Antifa crowd to treat them as if they were like Richard Spencer. And this gets to a big problem, which is that when you have, when you take it upon yourself, it sounds good in the abstract. You should be able to punch a Nazi. I mean, I, I hate Nazis. I'm a Jew. You're a Jew. We... We hate the Nazis. Agreed. But it's, the <laughs> problem is, who decides who's a Nazi? Because this is, and, and I just want to sort of do a thought experiment. Imagine if someone like Cornell West was supposed to give a speech, let's say, at the University of Mississippi, and a bunch of right-wing, you know, people on the hard right put on masks and, and rioted to stop him from speaking. The whole world will be talking about, my God, this is a huge problem. Well, that's what happened on the other side mm. in Berkeley. Mm -hmm. And we got to be really careful here because, you know, this is the kind of thing that sort of everybody feeds off of one another. So when at, for every time you have an Antifa guy on a YouTube beating up someone who doesn't in any way look like they're a Nazi, that will radicalize more people to kind of go on the right, and it kind of has this effect. And we don't want that to get out of control. And that's why we saw Nancy Pelosi, the mayor of Berkeley, Democrats coming out and deploring Antifa after what happened in Berkeley the weekend before. And, you know, I wrote a column about it basically saying that my solution is that the neo-Nazi fucks and the Antifa should, like, get a schedule and agree to go to a national park every three weeks and they can dress up. And do their thing, and we could treat it like a Star Trek convention or a <laughs> Renaissance fair. But, but you know what I'm saying? Because they both are kind of like the analogs of one another. Right. Um, that's not to say that, like, fascism is the same as anti-fascism. It's not true. Fascism is terrible. We should all be anti-fascists. But Antifa sort of takes it upon themselves. And they also kind of are a collection of really hard-left people, anarchists and communists, Self-identified. I'm not using that as a slur. Right. And, you know, that, that's, I would imagine that most people who look at the Richard Spencers and these people with, like, who, who like Robert E. Lee and everything, most Americans who look at that are against it, but they don't identify with the hard left. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they're, they're just like, you know, I'm a decent person and I hate racism. That's great. I mean, I'm, I'm with everybody on that. The problem is that this is like they're kind of hijacking that agenda. So you got to be very careful about it and... You know, on Twitter, they are very organized. Uh, you know, like you get a lot of, I, I, I know that when you were, I love that thing you did on Conor McGregor, how everyone was giving you shit. Well, I got a lot of shit for writing about Antifa and, you know, they, they, and people often conflate it as, you know, oh, well, what are you, you like the fascists? I'm like, right, no, right. that's not what I'm saying. I'm right. saying that these guys are not, you know, real anti-fascists. And I, that's why I call them also Fox, because I think they deploy the same kinds of tactics as fascists. Where, 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 they seem like they just came out of nowhere. Have they been around for a while, and 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 now they're just getting uh, publicity, and people are finding out about them? Or was it all spawned by what happened in Charlottesville? No, they've they've been around for a while. So the roots in America are 
you know, I don't know if you're, I mean, I don't know if you're a punk rock guy, but you know, in the eighties, there were some punk bands that were like openly neo-Nazi. And these guys would also be, I mean, there are a lot of punks obviously who hate Nazis. Um, most of them do. And they would go to punk concerts and they would sort of confront the Nazi punks. Uh. And then in Europe, in Europe, it was, they would confront, you know, people who would try to revive Nazism on the streets. And, and some of this has its roots. If you really go back to the 1930s, where you would sort of see these street fights in Germany and Italy and Spain and so forth between fascists and communists and other groups like that. Um, but in America, it sort of started with that. And, and it, you know, after the Trump, you know, during 2016, a lot of times they would show up at Trump rallies. And this is the thing, I, you know, we know from the I Am Rap Report, we both were not for Trump, but, you know, there are a lot of people who would go to a Trump rally, they're not, that doesn't make them a Nazi. Yeah, I agree totally. And, and like, you gotta, like, you know, make some distinctions here. Yeah. And by the way, that plays right into Trump's hands, right? I mean, he, he, there's nothing he likes more than to point to saying, oh, look, Antifa, see, that's why, you know, so this is going to have a lot of bad effects. Yeah. And we got to be very, you know, got to be on the ball on that one. I, I agree. I agree. I agree, man. I, I don't have a solution, but I, I totally agree. And and as frustrating and as deplorable and as sickening as all the shit that's happening, man, I, I, don't, I don't fucking know, man. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't even know what, I, what I'm saying because, you know, it's like, you see a guy like Richard Spence and that other guy uh, who, who who who's the guy they got that guy he he was on the Vice thing and now he he's in jail and he started crying and he's a little fucking oh bitch. that guy I forget his name I think Chris Cantwell or something like that he's yeah, a little fuck boy he's a fuck boy yeah that's your leader suck. he's a fuck boy period. Like, they should be ashamed that he was even the face of that shit. He's the one who said, you know, uh, he, he called uh, 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 Trump's uh, daughter. And, you know, he, oh. he, he gave, he gave, Trump gave his uh, daughter away to a Jew. Daughter to a Jew, I know. I Fucking, that. And, that, and then he was the one who was crying like a little fuck. Like a little bitch. Um, right. It's uh, I, I, Anyway, all right, so so that's good information. I, I try to get the best information from you, Eli, and then and then leave it alone because I know so much of the news is is biased, and, and that's why when I ask you questions, I try to get it as straightforward as possible and, and keep myself and my opinions out of it. Finally, Eli, DACA. What is DACA? What happened? What is going to be the result of this? You know, because I've I've heard so many different things on the radio. Because I listen to Fox News because I think it's important. Me personally, I think it's important to listen to every side because you you, you know you whether they're right or wrong, you agree, don't agree. Uh, they're biased, not biased. You know, if you consider Fox the enemy or you consider it, consider it, you know. Fox being the Trump news, it, to me, it's like if you're playing against your opponent, you're getting to listen into their insight and and get get a sense of their play their playbook. So I listen to it all. I I, I can't really make sense on what DACA what what it was, what it is, and what just happened in the last twenty four hours. So it's unclear actually what happened, and it's a classic Trump move, which is it makes it appear that he's doing something where you're not really clear what he's doing. What he said was, I'm going to delay the deportations. In, but he, he said it in the context of a grand thing like, okay, these exemptions for people who are here illegally are over, and we're going to start doing this thing, which he promised on the campaign trail, to deport people. 
a little bit of context. Obama deported a lot of people who were here illegally. That's the first thing everybody ought to know. The second thing we ought to know is that it's totally horrible to imagine, I don't know what the numbers are, but there are millions of people who are here illegally. If you had a program to actually do that, not only would it be incredibly expensive, it would be a human rights catastrophe. And I don't think it's realistic to even think that you could do that. So he's implying that he's waiting until March to do it. But in the interim, he's saying, Congress, you fix the law. Now, when, what does that mean? You fix the law. We know that there are people who supported Trump who think that the law is the law and you just have to deport hundreds of thousands or millions of people, which, by the way, is a terrible thing. Like, how do you do that? I, I can't even begin to imagine it. Right. Now, what it, I think what Congress would do when they've tried to do this before is they basically are looking at a way to give people a kind of amnesty. If you've been here for 10 or 15 years, then you can stay and you have to apply for citizenship and there's a process that you go through so that we avoid this idea that we're going to deport all these people at once, which is like, you know, if you think about it, that's, that's, I don't know. I mean, it's, there are all kinds of problems. You're going to break up families. You're going to, you know, it's going to affect the economy because a lot of people who are here illegally, we always forget that, but they take a lot of jobs that a lot of us, you know, who were born here don't want to do. And that's real they, shit. You know, you go to any great restaurant, you'll find lots of people in the kitchen. I'm not, by the way, I'm not making any, but you know. The, no, the, that's these, fucking real, is, Eli. It's fucking real. You don't see any fucking Jewish fucking kids from Madison Avenue being busboys in fancy restaurants in any place in this country. You don't see any fucking, I've, I, I, I've owned a house in Los Angeles for 20 years. I've yet to have a white hipster do my gardening. You know, and and what you know, and then that that's just reality. And I, you know, that's just the fucking reality. You you know, like it's not like you know some kid from private school is going to be like, you know what? That's what I want to do. And that's no disrespect to to the hard workers uh, of this country, because I, I, you know, I respect the shit out of them. There, you don't see any fucking you know well-to-do Harvard grads, you know, doing manual labor, right. uh, construction work uh, on in, when they're when they're fixing up your corner. That's real shit. Yes. And, and so we need to, you know, so everybody kind of knows this, but because, and it's not just Trump. I mean, like the Republicans have been playing this card for a while and it's not realistic. So this is one, chalk this up to, I can't believe I won the presidency because I think what he's really doing is he's kicking this can down the road. He may end up doing something absolutely terrible in this regard, but I think that he does this in a way to get his base really excited, like, oh, Trump's, you know, sticking it to them again. And then the media plays into it. They say, I can't believe he's going to do this. What does this mean? He's going to deport all these people. But keep in mind, he said, no, we're going we're gonna to do it. We're, we're going to delay it until March. And I want Congress to try to fix it. Now, like, and they, by the way, Congress doesn't want to try to fix it because it's been such, it's been so politically polarizing. We'll see what they do. But this is, this is not, um, it's not exactly what he says it is. And I think, you know, if he actually gets to, if he actually does deport people, I mean, like, you know, we should go on the streets and protest because that's terrible. But at the same time, I'm not so sure that he's going to do it. And I think it's just, you know, the key to understanding Trump is, we've talked about this before. I don't think that Trump is really a fascist. I think he's a con man. I think he is the music man. He's the guy who tells you what you want to hear. He gives you that New York swag, as you talk about. 
But in the end of the day, he's just a con artist. He's, he's bullshitting you. I agree. I, I agree with that. I don't. I don't think he's a fascist. I, I think that he he's just. You know, he, he he just wants to win. I think that he sincerely thinks that he's the smartest person in every single room, even when he's in his generals, when he when he's with his quote unquote talented generals. I think that he thinks that he knows more and that he could, you know, charm everybody and, and, and just hustle his way to whatever he wants to get. Um that's not to say that I don't think he's dangerous. That's not to say that I don't think he's all these other things. But but at the end of the day, I I, I think that's he he's kind of just sitting back and sh- shocked that he that he won the presidency. And, and I think there's a big part of him that that's like fuck. I got to do this for four more years because it's got to be a pain in the ass. It has to be. You know the the the, the amount of pounding, the amount of fucking shit that they take uh good bad indifferent whether it, it, it's warranted or not it, it, it just doesn't seem like any any person could you know could could tolerate it for four years it, it can't be fun for this fucking dump truck uh of, of a person i don't know a lot of journalists and other types of i talk to quietly everybody's sort of saying they wonder if he's going to serve out his term i would it I would mean, be so great a couple more Charlottesville moments, you could see it becoming, you know, politically not no longer viable for him to remain in the job. I would love it. I would love it. I can't stand this motherfucker, man. I can't stand him. I can't stand him. I can't stand his fucking wife. I can't stand his daughter. And I can't stand that fucking mute Jared Kushner. He's a good for nothing. He's a fuck. What does that motherfucker do, man? Do you know what he does? What what, what does he do, Eli? He's he's like running half the government right now. He's a pretty important advisor. We'll see if he he gets ensnared in this Russia probe, which I think he might be in some trouble on. But, you know, he's, he's, he's got a pretty important job. He's not only one of the most important advisors to the president, you know, he's in charge of the Middle East peace process, a lot of our foreign policy, you know, all the technology innovation stuff. I mean, he's a he's got a lot of he's got a lot of power right now. A lot of people, a lot of Jews and American Jews, the one of the one of the one of the excuses they were going on voting for Trump was that he's good to Israel and that he's going to do good by Israel. In the seven or eight months, now it's even nine months, we're in September, Jesus. Um, has he done anything? Like, wh- where is he at on Israel? Where are we at as a country on Israel since Trump has become president? All right, well, on this one, I don't want to, you know, I didn't support Trump. And um, I would also say that I think most American Jews voted against Trump. I mean, the numbers are extraordinary, like 80 percent are voting for Democrats. Yep. Um, and that's been pretty consistent. I think that the argument was, was that, you know, in my view, Obama was not great for Israel. I don't think he was as bad as the caricatures say, but, um, I thought that the Iran deal was very weak, which affected Israel. And I think that he, you know, was in some ways one-sided in how he approached the conflict with the Palestinians. There are a lot of Jews, by the way, because there is no monolithic Jewish opinion, as you know, that, you know, what's the deal? You two Jews and three opinions. Mm-hmm. You know, there are a lot of Jews who think that the president should be tough on Israel because they don't like the occupation. And, you know, it's not like there's a monolithic view on that. But I think that people who are 
you know, very much strong supporters of Israel would say anything is better than Obama. But, you know, I would just point out that Hillary was in a very different place than Obama, too. And the main, like some of his promises, like he said he was going to move the U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem, you know, that's not happening. Uh, he backed away from that. And, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens in terms of uh, what he does, you know, whether he's going to do this peace process. I don't think that there is much of a chance there. But in some respects, you could say he's been fairly conventional. Okay. All right, Eli, this is great, great, great stuff, great insight, and, and uh, you know, it's helpful for me, and, and I hope it's uh, helpful uh, to get perspective uh, for the people listening to the podcast. And as usual, uh, I appreciate you uh, taking the time. Uh, oh, thank you. Yeah, you know, sincerely, I man, it. because there's so much going on, and we're all so emotionally charged uh, to try to get some, you know, baseline perspective and, and, and try to wrap your head around it uh, the best you can. All as individuals, I, I think is important. Uh, you know, that was Eli Lake, the the unofficial official political correspondent of the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. I, I appreciate it, Eli. Thank you, man. It's been great, and I'll talk to you soon, my friend. You too, Mike Rap. All right, bye. The Fantasy Football Follies presented by DraftKings is now live on all podcast formats. Every Thursday throughout the season, I am the fantasy football senior analyst. Subscribe, rate, and review. We just put out two new podcasts with Mark Schlereth and Tommy G that are can't-miss shows. They're fun, they're fantastic, and they're informative. We're changing the face of fantasy football every single Thursday. All right, brand new Butter Soft I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast t-shirts are available at store.barstoolsports.com, including the brand new You Fuck You t-shirt, U-F-U-K-U, the Stickman 2 t-shirt, and the gorgeous Mayweather 50 NO t-shirt, with other hits like the Sucker Shit t-shirt, which Dean is wearing today. You look fantastic. Thank you, man. Dance with the Dingo. Murder, Doc, and Chill. I think I coined that one. You, you coined that one. You That's get, cool. You get none of the proceeds I know. It's weird. I don't get it. Uh, all the t-shirts are available at store.barstoolsports.com. The, sh- the t-shirts are soft, and they're butter soft. For a limited time, the promo code is butter. You get 10% off any I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast t-shirt available at store.barstoolsports.com. Do you actually dip them in butter? Moving on. Shooter, we're done. We, we are? It's the end of the episode. Okay, well, how can I connect with uh, the audience, like the Rapper Pack and everybody? Like, how do how do we all stay in touch? They know where to find you. They have their opinions about you, and I'm not going to try to change their opinions. Some of them like you. Some of them can't fucking stand you. I I, I want to know. Some what... of them love to not have. Some of them love to, to not like me. you. Uh, they don't hate you, but some of them love to not like you. Okay, where do you stand in that? You're you're my guy. Thank you, man. I'm gonna stand with you, but but, but I'm not. I, gonna can take, I ask a I'm question? I'm not gonna take any fucking bullshit That's from you. Fine. What? I'm trying to wrap I this just, fucking I show up. I just I want to know what everybody thinks about HBO Go and Blow and Murder Doc and Chill being shirts that are not the murder. Even, wait, wait. Let me finish because <laughs> I see them on the fucking Instagrams and everything, and they go buy it at Barstool right now. First of all, you're getting I get, none of the me, proceeds. Hold on, you get none hold of on. The let proceeds. me finish. I get no money for being on this. Obviously, I'm not asking for fucking anything. I don't want any favors. But when now. The rap pack, What do everyone, you want, I'm motherfucker? Asking. Let me finish my fucking The Murder Doc and Chill t-shirts are sold out. 
That was a hit T-shirt. Guess what? Guess what? Guess what, Michael? Because this is this is Lawyer me being for up. real. No, no. You want you want you Lawyer up, asshole. Let me tell you something. I have not even received a Murder Doc and Chill shirt or an HBO Go and Blow shirt. And not only that, HBO Go and Wait, shut up for a second. Give credit where credit is due. If you're going to post a thing, hey, 15% off. Say, fucking idea by Dean Collins. And maybe we'll give you a shirt. Well, and maybe we'll give you 2% of the post. I want to give a shout out to my main man, Greek George Salidas in Astoria, Queens, for coming up with the sucker shit t-shirt. Yo, what the fuck, man? Why you... Ch- shut the fuck up for a I second. I want to give a shout out to my no. man, Greek George Salidas. No. You're rocking a sucker shit t-shirt. I want to know where my murder, dock, and chill shit is. You want to wear me? At, at, go to my Instagram. Lawyer up, bitch. At Dean Collins. I want you to send me a shirt, please. At Dean Collins. Send me that shit. I'm sick of it. It's the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. G Moody, last name rhymes with duty. We'll be back on the next episode. Fantasy Football Follies. Get your mind right every Thursday. Help me help you. You want to win some money? You want to kick ass in your season-long fantasy football team? Fantasy Football Follies every single Thursday. This is the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. My name is Michael Rapport. I want and to my thank- name is Dean Collins, and we out, bitch.